Last spring, I joined a group of 13 youth in an effort to fight Enbridge's proposed Line 3 pipeline. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, line 3 would carry tar sands oil across Minnesota from Canada to Wisconsin. Its proposed route crosses lakes, streams, and sacred wild rice beds of Minnesota's Anishinaabe people. Though I had researched the issue and was confident in my opposition, I didn't fully know what I was getting into. Our group petitioned for legal intervener status in the case. In Minnesota, parties can legally intervene if they demonstrate that the project directly impacts them. We call ourselves youth climate interveners because Line 3 will ensure continued fossil fuel dependency, thus exacerbating climate change. Because this impacts our generation most, we deserve a voice in this case. Our petition was accepted the first time in US history that youth have legally intervened in a pipeline review process. <laughs> Since then, it's been a whirlwind. We attended pre-hearing conferences. We contacted our own expert witnesses and facilitated their submitting testimony. We have given interviews and spoken at events. Finally, this month, everything culminated in the evidentiary hearings, where we had a seat at the table before the judge, from which we could cross-examine Enbridge's expert witnesses. While other intervening parties had paid lawyers representing them at the table, we took turns occupying the seat ourselves. And while we researched and prepared our questions carefully, following the rules of the proceedings, my experience occupying that seat and cross-examining Enbridge experts as a young person surrounded by lawyers was intense and unforgettable. So why am I sharing this story? Because for me, joining this struggle was guided in my belief in the inherent worth and dignity of every person and the interconnected web of life, including the inherent worth of our Mother Earth. And it's clear that taking care of her at this critical time in history means making decisions based on the good of the future not investing in fossil fuel infrastructure when we need to be transitioning to renewable energy sources. And it also means not endangering sacred lands of the Anishinaabe who have been and continue to be excluded from this kind of decision making. As a youth climate intervener, I also had the chance to visit two of the Line 3 frontline protest camps in northern Minnesota, which are similar to Standing Rock, but much smaller. Each camp has a sacred fire maintained continuously by a designated firekeeper. The sacred fire at Standing Rock burned throughout the entire time the campers were present there. 
For me, the continuous care and burning of these fires symbolizes the deep trust that runs throughout the people and this movement. In this fight, it's easy to become discouraged because the forces stacked against us are substantial. We live in a society where some hold disproportionate power and exploiting Earth's resources is the norm. But I know that I won't give up. I have found such beauty in this struggle, in the connections I have made, in the people I have gotten to know, the stories and the solidarity we've shared, and in the passion and motivation that drives us. At Standing Rock, the fire ultimately did go out when the campers dispersed. Yet I sense that spiritually, the fire burns on in the growing unity and empowerment of the people fighting this fight and the deep trust in valuing our worth. We are keeping the fire going. Come, let us worship together.